Hi there, everyone. This is Old School Jewel, and this episode is called Real Talk. If you've been through life depressed, sad, your whole life being a loner or uh, trying to please other people, then this episode is for you. This is a story of my journey through depression and sadness. Now, boys and girls, are you ready to have some fun? Are you ready to have some fun? From Hollywood, California, this is Old School Jewels Podcast. Kick back, relax, and listen as we talk about music, life, and the occasional interview with some pretty cool folks. Now, now, without further ado, here's your host, Old School Jewel. Here I am. Here I am. Old School Jewel. I want to thank you for tuning in to this episode of Real Talk. It's taken me like two or three months to uh, finish this episode. Uh, I ha- I do have some audio that folks send in that they wanted to share their bout with uh, uh, either sadness, depression, or what caused their depression. And the reason that I chose to do this is it's sort of kind of, uh, you know, something that my therapist, yeah, I said it, uh, therapist, um, recommended. And uh, just also to help others or anybody that's listening, you the listener, if you've been through what I'm going through, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot, uh, if your whole life you felt like, uh, you know, you've had to reach out to people, no one ever reaches out to you, they only want you if they need you, and they kind of keep you in their phone just in case they might need you. You hear from them every now and then just so that they know they still have that umbilical cord with you in case they need you. You know, all my life, it's kind of, you know, I've been that person that's been out there trying to make people laugh. Um, I've always had to reach out to people. Not very many people reached out to me. I kind of, most of my life have felt unloved. Uh, and this isn't a pity party. This is the truth. I speak the truth. This is my journey. And I'm letting you know how I feel. So whenever someone tells you how they feel... You've got to listen because they're giving you a reason why they feel the way they do. And most of the time, you know, you hear, oh, you're going to be okay. You know, get over it. You know, look past it. You know, that's not what someone wants to hear that is depressed or sad. And so I had to be very careful how I presented this because, like I said, I never, ever want to hurt anyone's feelings. I never, ever want to spread hate. My show is all about love, okay? Um, My journey might be different than yours, but you might say along the way, wow, that happens to me. So I am going to let you know at the end what's happened with me, if my depression is over, what I did to get rid of it, even if it's maybe not over. You've got to listen to the end to find out. I have a few guests coming on. Mike will be joining me. Mike Carrion, he's a friend of mine, retired uh, firefighter in Tucson, Arizona. And uh, he's struggled with some things in his life, kind of like mine. And he's going to talk with us about how he gets over his depression and what he thinks about it all. I also went on my Instagram, at Old School Jewels Podcast, and asked folks to send me in uh, anonymously or not, their bout with depression or sadness or life issues that brought them to depression or sadness. I have some audio and I was overwhelmed 
by messages from people. There are a lot of people out there, folks, that are depressed. We all have a smile, and especially with social media, we're always trying to show our best side. Then when we click that off button, we're sad, you know, and nobody wants to talk about it. We're all afraid to say that we're in therapy. We're all afraid to admit our kids need therapy. We're all afraid to be who we really are in front of other people in fear of what they're going to think of you or what they're going to say. Let me tell you something. My whole life I was like that, always trying to impress. And I could never be myself. I could never, you know, be Jewel. And I kind of really didn't know who Jewel is. Who's Jewel? All I kept hearing, she's this funny. And inside, there is a lot of trauma when I was younger. There was trauma throughout my life, you know, and and most kids that that have both parents and that are equally, my dad was out there because I'm not here to hurt any feelings. Uh, but losing a mom at a young age, hearing those words, I don't want them, you can have them, that's still, that clicks in my head every now and then. And that person has been forgiven and uh, I'm, I moved on. Um, you got to be careful what you say anytime because sometimes, man, that sticks in your head and in your heart. And it's, hot to- it's really hard to get past when you're smaller to hear those words, you know, and going to one parent, going to the other, hearing, don't tell this, don't tell them that, keep that quiet. And, you know, it's not like a big lie game between parents of what they don't want each to know, or go tell your dad that I'm doing really well, tell him this, tell him that. But in reality, I'm sitting in a closet with my mom hiding from a stepfather who's going to come in and beat the crap out of her and smash food all over the walls. That's not the kind of childhood you want to give someone. And, you know, just situations like that. Most kids that don't have that, you know, and don't have to deal with that at a young age get to grow up and their brain gets to, you know, it it develops the right way. My brain has been in survival mode since I was a young age. And it is all the way up until today. Survival mode. Nobody wants to grow up like that, you know? It's it's a survival game is not fun when you're always looking ahead, not enjoying life. You're just wondering, okay, what's next? What's next? You know, what's going to come at me next? Because you're always scared of, of, you know, okay, well, what if this? What if that? You know, so you're always have that brain going in survival mode. And it starts to drain. And it took me until I say probably this past um January, maybe a little bit before then, to start thinking, man, this has got to stop somewhere, you know? And then I started getting sad, and I didn't want my grandkids to see it, you know? Uh, My granddaughter has autism, and she suffers from a lot of anxiety and a lot of panic attacks, and she really looks up to me. So again, I don't want to disappoint. So, um, you know, there's been a lot of of uh, 
stuff put on my shoulders since I was young that I'm just now starting to toss off and realize I can't save the world. You know, I've, I've got to try to work on me before I try to save anybody else. And that's the key right there, you know. Uh, so I, when my dad started deteriorating, um, meaning, you know, he started a while back, I believe 17 years ago, he had a kidney transplant and that went well. He wasn't supposed to live more than 10 years, but he stayed with us for 17 years. And that's not even the reason that he passed away. June 25th, my father passed away. And that is when the depression kicked in. I mean, it grabbed me and it was like, wow. I don't want to cry here, but it got me good. And it put me in this depression of I didn't want to do anything, you know, it was, it wasn't being sad. It was, I was sad because he died, but it was a depression that I think it went from my whole life of just all these things, you know, being talked about, being called fat. I don't want him. I don't want her. Don't tell what he's doing to you because I love him. And I don't want him in trouble. This is tough. You know, and going through two marriages that, you know, both alcoholics. um, uh, A lot of crazy stuff. But I don't blame them. I did before, but I don't blame them. Because the way I was molded... Um, to always be in charge, you know, um, always afraid someone's lying to me, you know, because I've been lied to, um, you know, you can't go into a relationship with old, you know, trash from before you, you can't bring your trash into somebody else's life and try to make a relationship if you haven't healed and threw away the trash first, you know, you can't go into any relationship, a friendship, a uh, romantic friendship, uh, whatever. You cannot do it first if you don't love yourself and you can't love yourself if you have all that stuff inside. It's trash and it needs to be gone before you can move forward. And I didn't know that, you know, I just carried it and it kept building and building until boom, June 25th. And that's not the only thing that put me over. And I'm, again, here not to mention names. But in that situation of my dad's, you know, uh, get-together for life, um, there was a lot of leave the room and you hear what people have to say about you, both good and bad, mostly bad. And these are people that you thought cared for you. But it's better that I know how people really think of me and how they feel about me Uh, because I am learning now that I'm okay with giving the gift of my absence like I did before, like I said before, to those who don't appreciate and respect my presence. Okay? My name is Jewel for a reason. I am a Jewel. And I'm just now realizing that, man, I can be who I want to be. I just need a little therapy 
And I need to learn how to get rid of all that baloney that's from the past, that's weighing me down and not allowing me to be who I want to be. I'm going to go to a clip right now of uh, Jim Carrey and his take on depression. Depression is your body saying, fuck you. I don't want to be this character anymore. I don't want to hold up this this avatar that you've created in the world. It's too much for me. Deep rest. Your body needs to be depressed. It needs deep rest from the character that you've been trying to play. I couldn't have said it better. I think he said that very well. It is everything that's built up in you from your past and you finally get tired of it. And you're tired of being who everybody molded you to be. And you want to be free of that. You want to be yourself. You want to be able to make decisions without worrying what other people think. You want to, you know, do whatever you want. Okay. And uh, I did get a lot of questions of what other things caused my depression other than my father's um, death. It, It was building up since I was a small kid. Okay, I was sexually abused by my stepfather, uh, was told to be quiet, not to say anything. And the questions that I get today from family and other people who just don't understand, um, possibly this has never happened to them before. And the question is, well, why didn't you say anything? Okay, I was a young girl when this was happening. And when an adult scares you into thinking that they're going to do something to another parent or, uh, you know, call you a liar, then, you know, it's not easy for you to speak up. And then when you keep telling people that this is happening, but a parent has already gotten there and said, you know what, she's a liar, don't believe anything she says, then why say anything anymore? Just let it happen. And eventually, hopefully it will stop. So please listen when your children or any student or any kid or anybody for that matter comes and says, this is happening. Investigate it because I knew sometimes kids don't tell the truth. Investigate it, look at it, help this child or whoever is confronting you and don't call them a liar and don't say, oh, well, why didn't you say something before? Same thing with depression. Oh, you'll be okay. No, when someone tells you that they're depressed and very often, Someone will not tell you that they're depressed. They're going to keep it quiet because they're either embarrassed or they don't want anybody to know. They want to keep playing that person that they're not because they don't know how to be themselves. No one is allowing them to be themselves because we're all so eager to go tell everyone what they should be, how they should act. And if we don't act that way, guess what? It's wrong. Okay? So... Some of the depression that was caused for me in my past was, you know, past physical and sexual abuse, emotional abuse. Like I said, I'm a survivor. A lot of hate on social media. Uh, I'm too old. Um, uh, My podcasts are boring because I don't curse. Uh, If I curse, they'd probably be better. Um, My dad's death was a big one. You know, uh, being called fat, you know, by one one of my parents, and it wasn't my father. Um, you know, just a lot of childhood bullying, and then I became a bully uh, just to cover what I didn't want to be, but uh, I used to fight a lot, you know. Um, 
And I'm not happy about that. I have, uh, you know, it's it's not good to be a bully, but I used to fight a lot um, for my brother, um, my brother who is on death row right now, and he was taken off a few years ago and, and uh, put a light, given a life sentence. I don't want to get any more into that. Um, but I used to stick up for him a lot, and I used to uh, fight his battles for him. Uh, so that's something I'm not proud of. You know, nobody should hit anybody or in fight or... Uh, anything like that. That's something I'm ashamed of. Nobody made me do it. I did it, but that's what I was taught to fight. So survivor and a fighter, you know, a fighter meaning survival. And when I was smaller, punch you in the face, if you hit or hurt my brother, or I didn't like what you were saying. So, um, one of the big things that's depressing for me, and if you, the person that's listening to this, has gone through this, you understand, is a lot of conflict with people talking behind your back. Again, I'm not going to bring out any names, but um, if you're in my past, you're gonna it's going to be brought up, and if you've done it, you're going to know I'm talking about you, but I'm not here to bring up names and hurt any feelings. If it hurts your feelings just by hearing about it, and you said it or did it, then that's you to heal and maybe stop that so that you're not hurting people's feelings with what comes out of your mouth. Okay? The, your tongue has quite a few um, ways it can hurt people. And uh, that's not a good thing. Trust me. Um, when I worked at a radio station in Tucson, Arizona, 93.7 KRQ, Tucson's only hit music station. Um, I was a chubby girl. Okay? but uh, was listened to by a lot of Hispanic males, and a lot of people liked me. And anybody who's listening from that day, you cannot deny it that I worked with. But um, there was just a lot of um, uh, talking behind my back, and I'm just finding out to this day who was doing it, and a few of you follow me on, on Instagram, but know now that everyone is forgiven uh, if you've heard from me less then you know, I know. And, uh, because anybody toxic or anybody that, like I said, doesn't enjoy my presence and you want to talk about me when I turn around, I'm going to put you in the patio and love you from where I'm at because you're toxic to my being who I want to be. And, uh, I'm done with it. So uh, I still love everyone. I don't have any hate in my heart for you or anybody else. I, uh, I'm healing. And uh, just remember, before you open your mouth, there's someone that's going to go tell the other person what you're saying. If they're talking about it with you, they're definitely going to turn around and go tell the other person and tell them what you're saying. And it's taken years. And I've heard it all through the years, through the 90s and up to today. But recently, you know, it hurt my feelings because there's someone who I thought I really, you know, connected with through all these years that I worked with back then and being told of, you know, what they're saying about me. Now, you're probably saying, well, how do you know they said it? Uh, I've not only heard it from one or two people, it's been several people who don't even know each other that have told me the same exact story. So, you know, it. I am a person that likes to hear it myself 
And then I got to hear it again to believe it because there is a lot of hearsay. But I do believe this was said and there's I have good reason to believe that. So just if you know who you are and you're listening, because I know you listen to my podcast. uh, I know, but it's okay. I love you. But I have to love you from afar. Anybody toxic for me right now or my family, um, I have to love you from afar. Uh, because your actions have shown that, uh, you don't love me for who I am. You are not respecting, uh, how I live or how I'm raising my grandchildren. Cause I've heard that too. Uh, I am 58 years old and raising my grandchildren and have been, uh, for many years. Okay. My granddaughter's 15. My grandson is eight or 11 years old. Sorry about that. And, uh, yeah, uh, I'm doing it, okay? And for those of you, and I know you're listening, that have said um, she's not going to be able to do it, uh, or those of you, and you know who you are because I know you listen. Listen to me here. I get all the information of who's listening, where you're listening from. Sometimes I get the IP addresses of where you're listening from, who you are, uh, and I know that you're listening, and this is, for the person that has said so many horrible things about me and um, how I got my grandchildren and what kind of a person that I am, and they're all false and trying to contact family and um, go in their heads about how bad of a person I am. Let me tell you something. If you're educated, you know what it takes for a parent to lose their child. Am I right? Okay, they want the the you, the children that you're fostering. In the beginning, you're fostering them. They're orphans, and you're fostering them. In this instance, it was my grandchildren, still orphans. And they try to rehabilitate the parents and the children because the state wants the children to be with their parents. Okay, but for whatever reason, and I'm not going into this, okay, uh, and they don't get the children, then you have to know that something went wrong, okay? And it's not on the foster parents' side. They're the good people here, okay? Now, and then once the parents lose their their rights of being a parent to those children, now comes the question, do you want to now adopt these children? My answer was definitely yes. These are my grandchildren, okay? Um, so now educate yourself and listen to me. Okay. So when someone is telling you that this blah, 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 all this crazy stuff that's untrue, the truth is then I have to go through an investigation. At the time it was me and my daughter, my other daughter, Jennifer went through a complete, another three year investigation going back to college, going back to your friends, going back to your employers, going everywhere, talking to your family, anywhere. You have to be 10 times better than the parent that lost the children. So there were a lot of false accusations being thrown to that social worker who was trying to help me adopt these kids. False, untrue things being said so that I could not adopt these children. And that is part of the depression that came in because I couldn't believe that someone that close to me could be doing this to me. Uh, So 
social worker sat me down and she says, Jewel, I need you to be strong on this. I need you to let me do my job. And that meant whatever is said about you to me to stop you from adopting these children, Jewel, I am going to find out the truth. So don't worry. If you are not lying and you are being honest with me, then I will find out the truth. And this lady dug and dug, even found old neighbors of where all some of the things were accused. And they all said, it's a lie. That's not true. Okay. And in order for someone to be able to adopt children, you go through an extensive investigation. Trust me. Okay. I got drug tested because someone said that I was doing drugs. Okay. I passed every single one for three years. I don't do drugs. Okay. I don't even drink maybe a beer with my aunt once in a while. And I leave half the beer sitting there because I re- I'm not a drinker. Okay. And did I before? Oh yeah. I've been high before maybe about 30, 35 years ago. Last time, honest truth. God's my witness. I don't need to prove anything to anybody. Okay, you can accuse all you want. Okay, but that kind of stuff is hurtful and you don't realize it when you're saying it. But not only when you're saying it and and to this day still causing problems with family, trying to contact family and still saying horrible things. And I've already raised these children for what, 12 years now. And you know what? I'm doing it for all you naysayers. I'm doing it. And thank you, Ms. Parker, the social worker who believed in me. Thank you for believing in me. And in my life right now, if you believe in me, then we can hang out. You know, if you're honest with me and, you know, you, you're good people and you're not toxic, then I want you in my life. But right now I have a really small circle. And Jewel is getting to know Jewel. Jewel is, is uh, you know, speaking up for herself And thank God for that because depression sucks. You're at the bottom of the barrel and it feels like there's no way up. You feel unloved. You feel everybody in your life has lied to you. And then you hop onto social media and there's more hate. Everybody's good behind a keyboard. That's what social media has done. They've made so much hate. This world is divided. And there is a lot of people who suffer from depression. A lot of people who get so deep, they take their own life. And that's some sad stuff right there. So you've got to be careful with your mouth and what you're saying before you say it. Just because someone's not there doesn't mean it's not going to get back to them because it is eventually. And if this person is suffering from depression, you're going to put them over. So think about that. Think about, look in the mirror before you start talking. Look in the mirror. Before I say this about this person, should I say it? Should I even care about it? Or should I mind my own business? And trust me, answer yourself those no all the time and you're not going to do it. But if you do, then you need to seek what you need to do because you got a lot of craziness in that heart that needs to be healed. And I would hate to see anybody go their whole life with so much hate in their heart. Okay? Look, if you don't like me, don't don't pretend. 
I don't want somebody around me who's going to pretend to like me and put a smile in their face when they're in front of me. And then when I leave, you're going to talk about me. Just don't do it, okay? I'm at the point in my life, well, thank God. Thank God and my therapist that I'm over, almost over my past and forward every day, day by day, is looking good. Because I am able to love myself, I am able to say what I want and and not worry what other people are going to say about me. Because you know what? I've learned not to care. Okay? And you have to do that as well. I had my granddaughter uh, tell me what she thought about depression. And she's been depressed before with the autism and the bullying and the anxiety and the panic attacks. And I want you to hear what she has to say. Hi, Jewel. Thank you for having me on this episode. So I'm 15 years old in a sophomore high school. One of the things that makes me sad or depressed is people being mean. I have been bullied since the first grade because I honestly, I don't fit in. I don't curse. I don't do all the things people do. I don't dress hoochie. I'm not sexual. I don't curse and all that. And I like to read. I sew and I'm polite. This day, you can't be that. You have to be someone else. And that's part of how other people talk. That's not me. So I've been bullied because of that since the first grade. And I was getting really depressed. I had to learn over time because me and my dad had a heart to heart that she told me this. You can be yourself because everyone else is taken. Be yourself, Jasmine. So I began to start to be myself again because before I would try, I was trying to be like everyone else. I began being myself and you know what? I learned this. Who cares who, what other people think of you? Because everyone else is taken, like my Nana said. I began to act who I am. I began to express, you know, hey, I'm different and I, I don't care. I want other people to know right now that you don't have to be like other people. Be yourself because that's who really matters. Thank you again. Thank you so much to my granddaughter for speaking up. She usually doesn't like to do that kind of stuff, but I know she's been depressed and uh, she's doing better and uh, we're we're working on her anxiety and her um, panic attacks and crazy stuff like, you know, uh, the hate and coronavirus and anything negative puts her over the edge. She's worried at the moment that now that she's in school, she's going to get COVID. So also look around you and see what other people are suffering from. Don't make fun, you know, be a helper instead of someone who's always got something to say and how you can improve someone else's life. You cannot, you can with kind words and understanding. Okay. If someone tells you that someone has autism, if someone tells you that they have something, some type of a mental illness or any type of, of sickness, you know, educate yourself and learn what it's about rather than going in uneducated and trying to either give advice or try to mold them into what you think how they should be or act. Okay? That's the problem in this world is that everybody wants you to be like them. Okay? The only people who get upset about you setting boundaries, okay? Because I got a lot of people in my life right now that don't like the new jewel. Okay, they are the ones who are be- that we're benefiting from you having none. 
Okay, because once you start making yourself better, you see who around you stays. And I've already gotten a few people that are like, oh, you're out again. You're out. Oh, wait, you're there again. You're doing. Oh, wow. You know, because before I was so far into this depression that, you know, you all know who know me on Instagram or anybody that knows me that I love to play tennis. Okay, no, I'm not a pro. I'm not out here to make myself look better than anyone else but I love to play it okay I love to go take walks I love to hike and all that kind of went out the window where I was struggling to even do that because of all the hate the backbiting and everybody that you know was trying to disturb my peace by telling me what other people were saying about me do me a favor keep it to yourself they told you not me Okay, so now I'm going to head out to my cousin, Tiffany. She does nails, by the way, Mrs. Fiddle Butter underscore nails on Instagram. This is a crazy woman right now. She'll tell you how it is. We've all changed. You know, I know she's changed big time. I'm not going to tell you how because it's none of anybody's business, but she's changed. And sometimes it takes till you get older to change like myself. You know, I had my wild days. We all did. Okay. I too used to gossip. And I'm saying right now, it's sorry isn't enough sometimes, but I'm apologizing if I've ever hurt anyone's feeling or you heard something that I said. I probably said it. Maybe I didn't. Somebody could have added on. But please, I'm already moving forward. Please stop trying to take me back because I'm not going there. And you, I'm going to have to love from afar because you're toxic, whether you're family or not. Okay, I'm here to make myself better. And so is Tiffany. So we're going to go out to her right now and let you hear what she had to say about any type of sadness or depression that she's had. Hey, what's up? My name is Tiffany. And I think that people who judge one another without even knowing them really suck. You know, nowadays with social media, it's so easy to judge somebody. You know, you're not in front of them. You're on a keyboard. And, you know, it's easy to, to talk mess on somebody, you know. But the thing with that is, is that it's hurting people. It's hurting kids. It's hurting adults, you know, people that struggle with anxiety and depression. It hits different for people like that. You know, um, I've dealt with depression and anxiety for almost all my life. I've learned with, um, you know, different coping mechanisms and things like that to help me when I'm, I'm having anxiety attack or, you know, I'm feeling down and out and depressed for for no reason you know it it doesn't nothing specifically has to happen for me to feel down you know and sometimes you know you get on social media and you just see nothing but but craziness you know there's just really no need for it there's no need for people to constantly just bag on people and talk down on people you know there's kids watching you guys there's there's hundreds and thousands of kids on the internet you know and they're seeing all this stuff and it's just it's just sad how easy it is to do that you know I just think that more people need to be conscious of what they're saying and think before they say it you know um I've found myself in this predicament before where you know it's it's quick to judge people it really is I'm not perfect I've judged plenty of people But now that I've gotten older and I have kids and I'm married, you know, I think before I 
I act. You know, I always try to tell myself, you know, you never know what they're going through. Just think before you you react, basically, you know, before you get on there and start telling somebody, oh, well, you know, how come you're not wearing this or how come you're not wearing that, you know, and uh, just put yourself in their shoes for for once and say something nice. It, it It's not that hard. It takes the same amount of time to say something mean as it does something nice, you know. Hate comes from all, all angles. It comes from family. It comes from people that you don't know. And you just have to try to rise above it and know that they don't know your life. They don't, they're not in your business 24-7. So their opinion on you doesn't matter. So as you can see, most of the depression that you're hearing so far, and I do have a few more, I still have my buddy Mike Carrion coming on, is from what people are saying about them behind their back. Okay, are we ever going to get away from that? No, but what we have to do is not involve ourselves in it. And if we continue to hear it, you're going to have to start cutting people off. You know, you can still love them and care for them. What I've learned is to let go and still wish folks the best. So if I leave you alone, it's not be being petty or bitter. It's for my own good. I need to be happy. I'm 58 years old, with or without you in my life. I need to take care of me. Okay? So stop being toxic. Stop talking about people. Stop Stop it. Stop the hate. You know? Uh, man, it's too much. This world right now, and, and it's not just right now. We're blaming it on right now. It's your whole life. It's how you were brought up, how the people around you, when you're really little, you don't have a choice. And those are the people that you're supposed to trust to mold you and let your brain grow the way it's supposed to. Rather like myself, always thinking that I have to survive and caring what the heck people are saying. I was portrayed to be a little liar and a psychotic little girl when I was little, all to cover a lie that someone just couldn't tell the truth, someone who was supposed to love me. And I'm talking at three years old. Okay. So I am me. And the hardest pill that I had to swallow this year, and it's still hard for me, I'm still doing it and it's not going to go away and I'm not going to stop is to pick myself back up and how to cope without people who I thought would be in my life for a long time. I've had to realize that you have to do stuff for yourself because the only person that will put you back on your two feet is you. No one else cares, folks. You got to do it for you, and you got to want to do it. We've got to stop caring what other people think about us. Okay? I'm going to head out now to... uh, someone else who wanted to add their two cents in here uh, about what they think about depression or sadness. And when I play these, I want you to listen. These are real people. It's just not me behind this microphone. If I could let everybody speak up, you'd see that they're all depressed about what other people say. So listen to this one. Hi, Old School Jewel. Thank you so much for letting me be a part of this episode. 
I feel that depression really sucks. Um, most people try and link it to just being sad. You're not depressed. You're just sad. And I feel that being sad doesn't last long. It's just could be you're having a bad day. Maybe something happened that day. So you're sad for a moment and depression lingers. It's always there. And I honestly feel it's highly influenced by people. And I honestly feel that it's influenced by people who are closest to you. You have family. You have best friends who you trust. You tell a lot to because you confide in them because you, you trust them. And then they go behind your back. They spread it around, add a little salt and pepper and seasoning and add lies to it. And it just, it gets back to you. And what they don't say in front of your face always gets back. And when it does, it hits you. And no matter how good you feel about yourself, when you hear backbiting from someone you trust and love, you can start to believe that it's true, even if you're not that person. Even if somebody is just making lies about you just to make themselves look better, you, you feel betrayed and you don't know who to trust. And when you don't have people you can trust in your life, it's you become depressed. You feel like you can't talk to anyone. You close yourself out to the world. And I think it puts you even deeper in a hole to where it doesn't seem like you can get out. And it's... It's sad, and I just wish people would know what their actions were and how it can affect people. When you bully people, when you say mean things, when you make fun, you may laugh, and even the person you're bullying may laugh, but they're going home, and they're sad. They, it becomes depression, and unfortunately, sometimes it does get worse, and the outcome is extremely horrible and sad, and it affects more people than you know. Thank you so much for that, Jennifer. All your words were so true. We've really, honestly, I can't keep saying this enough. I know I've said it quite a bit. Please watch your tongue. Someone might be contemplating suicide. And your words just might put them over. You know, it's sad to keep hearing it over and over and over until you shut yourself out. Look, I don't care what color hair you have. I don't care what your nose, your mouth, your nose, what your body looks like. Skinny, overweight, disformed, handicapped. You are a human and you should be respected no matter what. Society has divided everybody. Men don't like heavy women. Men don't like this. Women won't date somebody without this. You know, it's ridiculous. Get to know someone's heart. Get to know how they were going to. I would rather have someone that treated me with respect. I don't care what you look like. As long as you're clean and you're respectful. Okay? Don't. Who cares what you look like? If you like wearing jeans that are too long, if you like purple hair, green hair, whatever you like, and someone says, I don't like it, or they make fun of you, you put your head up and you walk proud. Because let me tell you something right now. I get made fun of because I don't wear dresses and I don't wear skirts. I hear it from family. I hear it from friends. I hear it from strangers. Okay. I've had women try to pick up on me and 
that's not a bad thing. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's not a bad thing, but you know, I'm strictly dickly here just because I dress in jeans and capris and a t-shirt and my hair is short. Uh, that doesn't mean that I like women, but I've also been asked, are you a lesbian? First of all, why are you even asking me that? That's none of your business. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I was brought up by my dad wearing pants. I wasn't allowed to wear dresses or shorty shorts or anything that guys might want me. <laughs> um, and I just got used to it. And that's what I like to wear. That's how I like to dress. Okay. Uh, my hair, I like it short. It's been longer in a poofy poodle cut, you know, with a perm. And I don't, I didn't like that. I was going with the times, you know what I'm saying? In the 80s, you had to have a, you know, a mullet and all that. Now I want to comb my hair however I want. And it happens to be short. And uh, if you think I look like a man, then I'm not asking you to ask me on a date. And I'm not asking you to like me how I am. It's my decision. And I like how I dress and what I look like. Okay. I... I've heard, I would ask you out, but you, you look better in a pair of jeans than I do, you know, just crazy stuff like that before it would bother me. And again, it built up this depression of maybe I should start wearing dresses and maybe I should have long hair. Maybe I should start wearing makeup. No, no, no. You like me how I am or don't like me at all. Okay. That's that. Now we're going to head out to, uh, my buddy Mike Carrion in Tucson, Arizona, retired firefighter, and he just wanted to talk to us about his depression and how he got over it and what he does to help his depression. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Good, thank you, Jewel. How are you? I'm doing good. How's your day gone? Uh, so far, pretty good. I just uh, I got off the night shift this morning, and uh, I'm on a five-day break now, so I'm pretty excited. Let me introduce you and tell you a little bit about Mike. We've been friends since high school. Uh, Mike is a retired firefighter, and uh, he too uh, has struggled with a little bit of depression uh, and sadness, and he's going to be on here today telling us a little bit about what he does to help himself out. And uh, so, Mike, what what exactly, um, what started your depression? I started with mine. Uh, it's been a lifelong thing, and it just all built up in, inside of me. And when my dad passed away, it kind of just took me over the edge. What about you? Yes, uh, well, tomorrow's the anniversary day for my dad's death, and it's been about um, coming up close to 37 years or so since he, he passed away unexpectedly. He, um, he was a strong, athletic type of a guy, and uh, he came down with a, a liver infection, and uh, his body basically became toxic, so... After spending about uh, seven days in a hospital in an induced uh, medicated coma, um, I think the, the turning point for me was when the doctor said, hey, you better call the family. And I'm like, since I was the oldest, and uh, I'll never forget that moment when the doctor told me that because that told me right then that um, that this could be over, you know. And it, unfortunately, it turned out to, to be true. Yeah. And, and he, he passed away at St. Joe's Hospital here in Tucson. Yeah. Um, don't worry about breaking down a little bit. I did too earlier in the podcast when I was talking about my dad's uh, death and you really don't know what someone else is going through until you go through it yourself. 
Um, exactly. And that was the, uh, you know, and then not only that, Mike, uh, I spoke about this earlier. It wasn't just the death of my father. I was very sad. It was, um, quote unquote, the celebration of life get together where, you know, you have family together and uh, that's right. supposed to be the time of mourning and, uh, you know, getting, it's sad. It's a sad time for me. It was very sad, but for some people it wasn't as sad sure. as, as it should have been. And I kind of walked out of rooms and heard a few things that I shouldn't have heard, but maybe I needed to hear them. You get me? Yes, I understand exactly how you feel. Um, you know, what people don't realize is that every individual has their own way of dealing with death and grief and sadness and depression. And not everybody's going to want to do a celebration of life or say, hey, this is life. This is what this is a circle of life, so to speak. And this is what happens. And, uh, you know, when somebody says get over it, uh, that's like the worst. Uh, if you want to get me upset is when I hear somebody say get over it. You know? Yeah, well, what I heard is uh, and it's true. But that's not what I wanted to keep hearing repeatedly was he's in he's in a better he's in a better place. Okay, I know that. But right now, my heart, it hurts and my stomach hurts. I can't eat. I want to be alone. And I don't want to hear you keep telling me that. But that's all. That's what everybody's words to me were. Oh, but Jewel, he's in a better place. Well, I just since we we share this common um situation with losing a loved one that, that really kind of took a piece of our heart basically um, i want you to know that you can call or message me at any time because the best person to talk to is somebody that's been through a similar situation uh yeah. the other people that uh, they're carrying on with their lives and going doing their nine to fives and they haven't uh, experienced a traumatizing event they're not going to understand or be on the same level as you are and uh they're not you know they might try to comfort you but the words are superficial you know what I mean? They're not intense. Well, They're that not, that has to do with anything. It's someone that hasn't really dealt with depression also. You know, a lot of things right. uh, that I kept hearing was, oh, you're a survival. You'll get over it. You know, you always do good. And those are the right. people that need the help the most, you know, is, is that we overlook people. That's why people don't say I'm depressed, I believe, right. because you're afraid of what other people will say. They won't want to help you. They'll want to give you their opinion. And it's not right. what you want to hear. You you know, we, we want some type of love or understanding rather than yeah. a scolding or it'll be okay. Just call me later, you know? Right. Um, well, I, I, I got to tell you this. Um, you know, I did seek some counseling. Uh, I went to some counseling. And, you know, of course, they offer you medication to kind of decrease the intensity of the pain and the sorrow that you feel or maybe the anxiety and depression, you know, it's kind of all tied in together, yeah. but uh, I didn't want to, I didn't want to be sedated and just feel like I wanted to sleep all the time. And I didn't want to turn to drugs or alcohol because a lot of people do that. And it turns out to be destructive more so than pro- productive in their life. You know, Yeah. Um, some people just want to give up and uh, do drugs and drink and just not even go to work, not even function, you know? Well, dep- depression is oh, is something that if you don't have never had it and it is to the point where you just want to sit in your room and do nothing, see nobody. Right. And it's the loneliest feeling ever to where certain thoughts can come in your mind. And yeah. uh, if you can't overcome those thoughts, that's right. that's a problem. So what I'm yeah. saying is that when you speak and you say things to people, we don't know if they're at right. that point. So to be careful, 
this whole podcast, Mike, I've had people that have chimed in uh, with audio and talking about their depression. And the majority of it is people who are saying when I hear people say things behind my back. Right. Yes, I I do want to tell you, um, you know, when my dad died, I thought it was uh, I think I was upset. I was very angry at God for a while. Yeah. Um, Because I felt um, that this is not the way it was supposed to go. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, it's a little hard to talk. That's okay. That's okay. I understand. So I was like, hey, listen, God, you you know, when I do cross the line and I do see you, I have a lot of questions for you. I said, I'm I'm tired of this mysterious ways thing that I hear about. And I want to know, you know, why did this have to happen? Uh, You know, my dad was only 50 at the time. And I said, there was a whole lot of life left here. And uh, the plans were not supposed to be like they are. You know, mm-hmm. my dad was my hero. Uh, I followed him to the baseball park. He was a major league ball player, you know. Yeah. And all of a sudden he's gone, you know. So then what do you do? Uh, then you have to deal with the, the after the death part. And that's pretty devastating as well. Yeah. Because you don't, you don't have time to grieve and absorb all the sadness that you feel. Because you got to make decisions about the funeral, the ceremonies, the services. You know, what to do about the house that they were living in and their belongings and their contents. All of that can be uh, to lead to some kind of post-traumatic syndrome, you know. It can, because, yeah. Yeah. And, and and I believe that's part of what happened in my own personal experience where even I had some dark thoughts about, you know, there was a couple of times in my life where I, I just felt like this this isn't even worth living anymore. And the thing that pushed me. They kept me going where my kids that were counting on me, you know? Yeah. And you know so. what? That's, that's the sad part, Mike, is that, uh, most of, of the people that do get depressed, um, it's very sad that no one notices yeah. your, your sadness, but the right. minute the sadness turns into anger, you're the worst person and nobody sadness no one cares that you're sad they pretend to think that you're sad so you start to see fake people and it pushes you more over the edge that was for me anyway you know I at the point where nobody probably could have said anything to me because I was already at a point where it was like you know what I've heard enough I'm hurting because of my dad's death I'm done hearing people say horrible things about me I'm done and I got almost to that point but again it's very sad that we have to continue living because we're here. We are with our carrying hearts again. We're carrying yeah. the people that might be sad when we die, but we're still sad. Right. You know what I'm saying? But it yeah. was me too for my kids. And I just, I prayed, I prayed, I, I prayed to a higher person that somehow I, I got up and I said, you know what? Enough of this. These people are not going to do this to me. I'm done. And I pray and I pray and I pray and I look at my kids every day and yeah, it is sad that for a minute I thought I got to be here for these kids because, you know, I'm sad, but I got to be here for them. But Mike, we can't love other people unless we love ourselves. Right. And, you know? uh, and self self love is a huge part of survival ship, you know. Now I see um, you working out yeah. all the time. And you know what? I love to play tennis again and I like to do what I want to do. And I don't know about yeah. you, but I have people that are questioning, wait, you're doing this again, you're doing that again. Oh wow, you know what happened to you? And a lot of people don't like it, but I don't right. care. 
that's exactly what I, I adopted to. Um, I adapted to the, I don't care really what you think. It doesn't matter what you think attitude for my own survival, my own self care. Yeah. Um, I had to eliminate loved ones, uh, family members. Basically, uh, I call it, I deleted them and I blocked them. I didn't want any part of any kind of toxicity in my life. Yeah. And I was in the, on the verge of my own, what you would call extreme survivorship. Um, and I couldn't have anybody bringing me down or, uh, promoting negative energy my way. So during this, uh, like when my mom recently passed away this, this past year, um, I realized, I said, you know what, from this point on to the rest of my days, if I don't hear from so-and-so and we just cut off communications, I made a decision that I was going to live with that. And that's what, that was going to be fine by me. So yep. I, I did delete people. I did block some people. Unfortunately, it's a sad situation that it had to go that far. But I didn't want to hear anything about their correspondence, their fake lives or whatever. And uh, nobody really took any uh, care for what my brother and I were feeling when it came to my mom, because um, we we were devastated that we tried to help her the best we could at the end. And no matter what we did, um, it, it turned out to be that she she unexpectedly passed away during during the night after the last time that I was like the last one that saw her. Yeah. And uh, we weren't expecting to say our goodbyes then. I mean, if we knew, uh, I think one of the things that led to my, my recent depression and anxiety, and, and that's why I go to the gym almost daily. That's kind of like my own. I have, I've taken that on as my own uh, personal therapy. So, because, uh, you know, you could go talk to a counselor, you can get prescribed medications, and you can kind of vent, and it kind of takes away some of the intensity. But I found out by exhausting myself in the gym maybe 45 minutes a day, yeah. That that has worked for me, and I stay away from drugs and alcohol, and it kind of refocuses me on, uh, hey, this is what I got to do today, you know? So when I go to the gym, I turn on my old school music, which you know that I love, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I get 45 minutes to myself, and that's my self-care, and then I get refocused and re-energized and regrouped on, hey, I've got kids counting on me, I've got bills to pay, I've got a life to live. For some reason, dear God, I'm, I'm not as mad at you anymore, and I just want to do the best that I can and make a difference for the rest of my days so that uh, I don't just give up and go underwater, to, so to speak, you know? Well, you know, I did, I'm did. i doing the therapy also, but I refuse the pills as well. I don't want to be drugged. Yeah. I don't need any mind-altering, you know, situations. Um, right. I, I, too, I'm in therapy, and it's great to vent, but uh, I went to a higher source, and I pray, I pray, and I pray more I and pray. more. You know, because yeah. uh, that's what soothes me. And uh, I also go out and play tennis. I do everything alone, Mike. And a lot of people have yeah. problem with that. But my whole life, I've had people lie about me, talk about me, abuse me in every way you could think of. So now it's that I want to be alone. It's because yeah. I don't want all those people around me or any people for that matter. You know, and I'm very, right. you're in my circle because, you know, you, I, I trust you and I know you trust me and we talk Thank a you. lot and, and we heal each other uh, on a friendship yeah. level. And that's a wonderful thing. And that's something that a lot of people don't have. Right. You know, but uh, it, you're right. And someone else can't uh, school someone else unless you've been through it. Right. You know, so uh, and I'm always here for you. You always know that we're always here for each right. other. And um, that's a good thing to have. But people 
I've had to cut off people as well that are toxic. I, I love them. Uh, I, I, you know, uh, wish them the best, like I said before, but, and it's not us being petty or bitter. It's for, it's for our own good. You know, I, I, I don't know. I didn't know who Jewel was. Jewel was always the giving, the loving, like we talked about a couple of texts a few months ago about we're always giving, but no one gives back. Right. And I'm done with that. I, I will be kind. I will love everyone. But uh, I, if you're toxic, Mike, I can't have you in my life because I've already had enough of that. I'm 58, and I would like to live the rest of my life getting to know me, loving me. And uh, I, can't, yeah. I can't love anyone else, Mike, unless I, you know, threw out the old trash and, and brought in the love for Jewel. Exactly. No, you're right. You know, uh, if you have battle scars and wounds and, um, and you, you know, you can have the scars, but if you're still wounded, you know, you're going to carry that into your next relationship. Yeah. And, um, that's one thing that I, I believe in, but I, I, you know, Julie, you said some really things that, um, that are very important. You know, you have to take care, you have to learn to love yourself and you also have to learn to be comfortable being alone. Mm-hmm. And, and th- those were some scary things when I first felt alone, you know, yeah. when I first felt alone, like, man, I can't call my mom. I can't call my dad. Um, this world's a, a cold, basically effed up world sometimes yeah and but you have your loved ones like your kids and your grandkids or your stepchildren or you know you have the little ones that don't have a clue what's going on but you need to feed them and somehow uh, take care of them and somehow be there for them yeah uh, guiding them in the right direction and you know and i gotta i gotta tell you part of my my therapy program is my dog i have my dog as a comfort friend you know yeah because my my dog i put him on the couch and we watch old movies together and if i feel like taking a nap he's right there by me and i do find some comfort putting my hand on him and he just lays right there and he's right by me with total unconditional love you know yeah let me tell you what i learned about that in therapy mike and and it's a good thing my doctor you know, was telling me that I should probably get a pet as well. Uh, She knows I don't like to be around people uh, because of the hurt. And until I'm healed, I can't be around people. But she said the reason a lot of people feel comfortable with dogs is because they can't talk back. Uh, They're loving and they can't hurt you. No. Yeah. They're loving. They're excellent listeners. Mm -hmm. They react to, they feel your energy or your pain, whatever Mm -hmm. you're, transmitting because when i know when i'm sad my dog can i can tell that he understands and uh he's like my 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 best good friend like forrest gump would say yeah (laughs) my best good friend (laughs) yeah and that's why you know so i've thought about that also but for right now i'm going and doing what i like if i want a coffee i'll go get it excuse me if i want to go play tennis i go play tennis i don't ask permission anymore as long as and i don't care you know i hear a lot like when i'm at universal studios i've learned not to post as much as that because oh that must be nice this this is blah 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 and you know what why can't i post that i don't care what you think you know people try to look into everything well as long as my kids are taken care of my grandkids and they have clothes and they have shoes and they're well and I'm well, you know what, what does right. it matter it isn't anybody's business. But as far as going back to being alone, I choose to be alone. I want to be alone. That's alone to me is, you know, is, is perfect right now. I don't want a lot of yeah. people around me. No. And sometimes being alone and having your own quiet time and having your own freedom of choice without having to 
carry a, another person in, you know, like in a relationship type thing. Yep. Because I found out sometimes in my past relationships that I didn't get to be me because I was too busy, you know, supporting or yeah. somebody that was codependent upon me, you know. And, and you wanted to make them happy and you, you didn't do what you wanted to do. You did what they wanted to do because you didn't want to lose them. Yeah. You put your own personal growth and your own personal interests. Yeah. Uh, like say you want to go for a hike or you want to go play tennis or yeah. you want to just go listen to some old school music somewhere. You can just get up on your own because it's your choice and do what you want. Uh, you know, there's times where, Hey, I might want to go to the, I don't go to the casino anymore, but I, I wouldn't mind. When my mom was alive, she used to like to go, you know, mm-hmm. and and it was just kind of therapeutic to go have a lunch and play some, you know, low dollar slot machines yeah. just to get away from some of the external distractions that are toxic sometimes. And and you know what? We only have so many breaths. We only have so many minutes. We only have so many hours. Yeah. So why not do things for yourself? you know, once in a while, at least. Exactly. And, and not feel bad about it because in the past I used to have people that made me feel, Oh, you're getting another pair of shoes, but everybody else had shoes. But if I went to go get a pair of shoes, it was like the worst thing in the world, you know? So it, I worried, my thing was I worried too much what people said about me and, and Mike, I don't care anymore. I don't care what you say, right. I've heard so many times, oh, don't you want a man in your life to take care of you? Right. <sighs> no. No, I, we don't. No. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to have to rely or be codependent on somebody else. No. Um, you know, because then you kind of lose a sense of your own independence. You know? Exactly. Then I'd probably start going back to what I was before trying to please. And right now it's going to take a while for Jewel to get to know Jewel and Jewel to be happy. And remember that it's okay for you to have, to love yourself and go have a coffee, go play some tennis without somebody telling you, you can't, or you're doing too much of it. You know, right. I don't care. Whatever you got to do to make yourself heal is what you've got to do and kind of put uh, blocks on your ears, not to listen to what anybody's saying. Cause everybody, you know, I hate to say this cause you know, I'm pretty not nasty with my mouth, but everybody yeah. has an opinion. Like they have a butthole, right. you know, right. Everybody's got well, one. <laughs> everybody's got an opinion. Yeah. And, uh, what I found, you know, through the, through the, not so much my dad's death. My dad's death was a little bit different than my mom's because during my dad's death, we had a lot more extended family support. You know, my, my aunts and my uncles were, and my first cousins were all still alive. And so they, they kind of guided me in the direction, you know, especially one of my uncles that was close to my dad. Yeah. He kind of, because I was the executor for my dad's affairs and, you know, he kind of guided me and my mom kind of had some input. Hey, your dad wants to be buried in California. So I kind of connected the dots and I kind of went with the flow of my elders, basically. But when it came to my mom, uh, it was it was the kids that were in charge. And and only uh, out of the five kids, there was two of them that were bending over backwards to, to get my mom taken care of, take her to her appointments, yeah. get her, her groceries or whatever she needed. And when it, when it came to her passing... The other ones, they to me, they didn't really have the right to express their opinions from afar. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you can express your opinions from afar, let me see you do something to back it up or to help. Exactly. If not, you're not entitled to any of the latest updates. You know? Well, and not only that, you know, one thing that I noticed in my father's death that everybody was coming around to see, you know, what was there and, and what they could get. And, but yet, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And it's, uh, like I said, I don't want to get into names or anything like that. I'm not here to hurt anyone's feelings, but sure. in, in my journey, it's, it's been like, you know, when my grandma passed away and my dad, it was like, 
uh, I, I didn't even know half of these people, but yet everybody wanted right. something, you know. And, right. uh, you know, and you're right when you went back to saying that you you can't mourn. Uh, I think I'm mourning now, and he passed away June 25th, and that's it's yeah. hitting me now that I am be alone. And, uh, you know, now that the kids are back in school and I'm able to do what I got to do when I want to do it and working on me, uh, yeah. I ball sometimes, you know, because sure. I didn't, no, and that's okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I didn't get to mourn uh, because of all the the crap is what it was. That's what I call it. Um, right. I didn't get to mourn. And now I'm, I find myself and I don't know if you still do this with your mom when I'm alone and, you know, I think of something or something reminds me of that day or a situation. Yeah. I sit here and ball like a baby. And my therapist said, Jewel, that's okay. You need to cry. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This, you know, you're right, Jewel. Um, and and I, I truly believe in the saying that it says um, it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. You know, we all and, think uh, that we have to be perfect, especially on social media. You know, it's a it's a thing where now where if you don't look a certain way or we all try to go on there and spiffy up our pictures and be who we're not. And, right. you know, half of them don't have the money to look how they look. And the other half are depressed trying to look happy. Yeah. And a lot of people, they use cropping and try to make themselves look 20 years younger. And- yeah. All that other fake stuff, you know? Yep, and um, not me, man. You know what? I come with the capris and the T-shirts and, you know, my short yeah. hair. I don't care what you say. You know, I, I am clean, and uh, it doesn't – I don't care anymore. You know, I've heard there's this guy right. – there was this guy, Mike, and he said, man, if you if you just would put on some makeup and, you know, put a dress on, I might want to date you. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, yeah, you know what happened? You know, I find in, in relationships, now that you're bringing that up, isn't it funny how, um, like the person that you fall in love with or have a crush on, all that's fine and dandy, but once you get together with them, that they try to change you, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't need none of that, you know? No, me neither. I probably, I told the grandkids, probably spend the rest of my life enjoying myself. Um, and that's okay. Yeah, and getting to know myself, and, and uh, like you say, because you said so, you know? Because I said so, That's yeah. right. You know, my, my mom... Uh, in her last days, um, she she was okay with being alone. She was at peace with God. Mm-hmm. She she lived um, to the best of her abilities, and she was she was at peace. Um, she didn't need another man in the house, you know, trying to tinker with this or tinker with that or telling her what to do or trying to change her. She was set in her ways. She liked to tinker. She she used to like to. Uh, I, I used to tell her that she was actually an undiagnosed hoarder. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I said, Mom, what do you do with all these old magazines, you know? <laughs> so yeah. uh, when she passed away, th- those words came back to me because um, all of a sudden I found myself going through all these items that were a part of her, you know? Yeah. And and um, that's what she liked doing, you know? It's it's yeah. uh, We all have our little thing, and, and we're always so quick uh, to judge others without really, you know, knowing what's going on. And I don't, I don't care anymore what you think. If you don't like me, then, you know, I don't need you around me. And I'm, I, I'm getting rid of toxic people. Uh, yeah. I can still love you. You know, I'm not being going to be yeah. a mean person. Uh, but I'm just tired of the talking about me and, and how I dress and judging, you know, this and judging that. I, I've been through that already. No more abuse. Right. No more abuse towards no. me. You can do no, it. Because they're not you. Yeah. They're not me, and they don't know what I've been through or what I'm going through. 
But, uh, you know, it's depression is crazy. And what we all need to do is, is this world is divided, Mike. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. You know, um, like I said before in this episode is that I don't care what you look like. I don't care, you know, what you're doing, as long as you're not hurting me or hurting other people, you do you and do whatever you want. And if you are in a depression right now, you can get out of it. I've been there and Mike's been there and I want you to listen to me. You know what? Right. Love yourself. Someone does love you. You know, you one, do you do matter. One thing that's helped me survive, Jewel, and, and I'm talking about a sober conscious decision, is that I know that every situation is not permanent. So when I start to feel these waves of sadness, anxiety, depression, I I have to I talk to myself and I, I do self talk and I remind myself that hey, this is gonna pass. It might pass in a half hour. It might pass in an hour. It might take a day, but I'm not going to feel like this probably once I distract myself, you know? Yeah. So part of my distraction technique is, you know, either go for a ride or put some music on or go to the gym or even go into like Walmart or something, you know, then you'll find that you've distracted yourself. You pulled yourself out of that wave of uh, sadness and depression. And then you just get kind of get back on track, you know? Yeah. Because uh, otherwise, you know, you could just stay on the couch, get depressed, pull the covers open, close the drapes and, and not talk to anybody for a while, you know? And that's not and, that's not good because that's when the, no, uh, the evil, sad, you know? the devil crawls in and says, you know what? Do this, do that, you know? And right. uh, you don't suicidal thoughts or I don't want to live like this. And yeah, this is not a life uh, worth living or, you know, um just all kinds of distorted bad thoughts you know exactly so what, what you need to do is you know what i tell myself to do is get off the couch hey go to go to walmart get a few groceries or even go see a movie nowadays mm-hmm. or uh put on some music and start doing a little light cleaning around the house just to, and i love it when i hear my own music because it takes me back to a different place in time yeah you know? mm-hmm. it does always know, and forever on, always takes me to junior high with alex ballesteros you know what i'm saying yeah <laughs> if i put on some some heat wave or um yeah you know even even the barcase or mm-hmm. uh, you know uh switch and stuff like that <laughs> it takes you back to to uh high school days you know when it was a little bit better you know when we didn't have as as much pressure uh, you yeah, know, I know we don't up. follow each other on uh, Facebook, Jill, but um. Oh, I, I don't have Facebook. I haven't had it. I don't. I don't choose to be on it. So. No, but I, what I was saying is sometimes I think about you though, because um, the other day I posted a, an average white band song that was live, and it was really a, a credible performance. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you know, I had a couple of their albums because I used to collect albums back mm-hmm. then. You know, and it's just those songs and the voice and the music reminds me. Hey, man, I remember. I remember, you know, cruising in my 69 Nova with this song on. <laughs> yeah, and they're good memories, you know, those type or when yeah. we remember somebody in our life uh, for a certain song. That's what I do. I put on the old school, throw on some Earth, Wind and Fire yeah. and smile. And, and I have these little post-its all over. My granddaughter made you are beautiful, Nana, you know, this and that. You do whatever yeah. you got to do to bring yourself out of that depression of the closed room, the closed curtains and the wanting to take your life, right. you know, because that's a very sad moment and sad that some people can't pull out of it. You know, um, I'm thankful that I was and nothing pushed me deeper. I shut off the world. But you know what? I'm on right. fire. I'm a light. And at the end of the day, Mike, we have to remember that our blessings outweigh our problems. Yes. You know, we, we are blessed. We're here for a reason. I mean, your reason, um, you know, you might be... Uh, 
such a great mentor and a role model for your grandkids that you, you know, you're helping to raise and mm-hmm. um, they look up to you and say, you know what, my, I don't know if they call you Nana or grandma my, or mom. Nana. Uh, Cause you, yeah, Nana, they call you Nana. Hey, Nana used to do that. You know, when, when they're older someday, Joe, they're going to remember the, the things that you did for them, you know? Yeah. Whether it was, whether it was a warm meal or cuddling them at night with a blanket, you know, all those good memories, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and, and, th- and that's about- what I want to do. I want them to remember that because, you know, I'm trying to give them the best childhood that they yeah. can. But you have to know as a parent that if you are depressed, you can't help kids, you know, and I know your kids right. are there with you. So I had to come out of it, like you said, not only for them, but right. for me, but it's harder when you, uh, you're, you're way down at the bottom and you're thinking right. of still helping other people and their feelings, you know, but then it's got to knock out of you and say, you know what, I got to do this for me because like we said, Mike, we can't love other people or help them if we're struggling. Right. And, you know, I know this sounds kind of maybe not the best kind of a, I, I do follow certain sayings, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, like the one that I really like, it's okay to not be okay. Yep. The other yep. one, um, you, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, that says nobody's coming to save you. That means you kind of need to get up on your own feet because no one's going to come and rescue you from your feelings, your dark thoughts, uh, your destructive behaviors. You mm-hmm. kind of have to make that decision from your deepest inner soul. Yep. And, uh, and you said, you know what? Nobody's coming to save me. So, I need to do this and I need to do that. I need to get up. I need to go to work. I need to set the clock. Um, uh, you know, I need to get back on track or, yeah. or else yeah. I'm just going to go away and then fall apart, you know? Exactly. And you also got to add in there, you want to do it, not you need to do it. I want to. Because, yeah, you want to do it. Yeah, because yeah. that's that's what's right. Well, Mike, no, you gotta want it's been nice having you on here. I appreciate you coming on here with me and, and sharing your story. I think uh, our stories are kind of the same, um, yeah. you know, and I hope that if there's anyone listening that either of our stories here has helped you. Um, I'm going to so. I'm gonna put uh, the suicide hotline and any type of uh, – um, uh, resources to help anyone who's thinking of hurting themselves or in a depression at the end of this uh podcast you can follow me at old school jewels podcast and mike what is your instagram oh my instagram is m is in mike and then my last name uh c-a-r-r-e-o-n mm-hmm. you, you can follow mike if you'd like uh and remember you matter you are loved seriously yeah. I always, my whole life thought no one did, you know, but you are loved. The man above loves you and he made you for a reason. There's no reason, you know, to take your life. Nobody should get that far. But I understand if you are there, I was there. You know, you've got to come up. You got to, you know, find a light of some kind. Surround yourself with someone who's positive or, uh, you know, call a hotline to help you out because your life matters and, and, and depression is shouldn't be because of what people are saying about you or how they're treating you. Right. I, I just wanted to add one last thing, Jewel, if I could. Go ahead. Um, you know how much I listen to Earth, Wind & Fire, and Philip Bailey's the lead singer uh, on a lot of his songs. But he has uh, one of his songs called Keep Your Head to the Sky. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 when I see that, when I hear that song, I visualize myself looking up to a higher power yeah. And realizing yeah. that whatever's happening here, that there's something such more great and dramatically stronger than myself. 
Yeah. So yeah. I focus on keeping my head to the sky, say your prayers, believe that this is only a temporary state, and that who knows, maybe in uh, 30 days from uh, 45 days from now, you, you you might be in a whole different place, and then you're gonna look back at these days, these dark days, and say, I'm glad I got through them, and I and I climbed through them with the help of others that have shared uh, certain situations that are similar you know exactly so that's why i'm hoping that if there's someone listening to this that it gives them a little bit of motivation no hate was intended in this at all only the truth in my journey and mike shared his journey so uh you know what it is what it is if you're going to continue to talk about people i'm sorry to hear that you're doing that but know that your tongue is breaking hearts and you're hurting people and if it gets to a point of depression then I, I suggest that I'm also going to put some links for you to get help because nobody, nobody should be depressed because of what other people are saying. Right. We all deserve to be here. The higher power above, above put us here for a reason. We all have a purpose. We just need to find what that purpose is and love ourselves and love the man above because you know what? God is good. He, he honestly is very good. You know what I'm saying, Mike? Yeah, and I and I want to thank you for allowing me to share some things because, you know, talking about these things to somebody who's been there, it, it really does kind of, it does make you feel better that you can vent to somebody on the same page. Yeah. And uh, yeah. before you, those of you that haven't lost your loved ones, I mean, the one thing that I, I wish I could go back on would be to say all the things that you, you think that you should say, but you don't say in normal living conditions. Mm-hmm. Because when they're, when they're gone, they're gone. So make sure that you, you hold their hand um, when you tell them that you love them. It's okay, Mike. Tell them that you love them. Uh, spend time tell with them. them. That you love them. Spend time with them, even if you're just sitting there. Mm-hmm. And uh, that'll make a world of a difference for and, both of you. And give them, give them a call. You know, if you can text and you can go on social media... And you can sit at a traffic light and turn on your phone. You can text your yeah. parents and and tell them, you know, that's one thing that when my dad was dying, I was there with him at the hospital. He told me that he doesn't hear, he didn't hear from a lot of people for a long yeah. time. And that kind of made him sad and that made me sad. So, yes, write your parents, you know, um, write a friend, write somebody that you might know that is struggling just to say hello. It takes a minute of your time and you could make someone's day big time. Right. And then, you know, stay with your prayers. And I, I talk to both my mom and dad spiritually every day, you know, every day I talk to them Mm -hmm. and I say, Hey mom, what should I do? Uh, What should I do about this? Or what do you think about this? Or, or mom, I did things. I hope that you're happy with the way I did this or that, you know? Yeah. Not trying to please them, but just my own communication in conversation with them because you know when they're gone they're gone Joel. you can't call them up i already know i have voicemails from my dad that i listen to daily and it just hurts me because in several of them i did keep in communication with my dad a lot but uh when the kids were in zoom he didn't understand that you know that they're talking live and i couldn't answer the phone uh so i have a lot of those calls during the pandemic where are you this is your dad you don't you you can't pick up again you know what i'm saying so um, it's it's important to keep in contact with our parents, uh, family, or someone who you know, not just people who, who, who make us happy and do what we want. Everybody, you know, you have a friend who might be sad, 
send them a text yeah. message, say hello, just let them know that you're thinking about them. And it makes a world of difference to be kind and to be nice rather than to get on a keyboard and send people rude messages or talk about one another. Right. Uh, so that's that. But thank you so much, Mike, for sharing your story with us. It's been nice having you here. It got emotional for me earlier, too, but it's okay. Those That's that's how we're supposed to do. We can't be fake. We got to be ourselves and express ourselves, and it's okay to cry. Yeah, they say that uh, crying is an expression, and an outward expression of what you're feeling in your heart, so it's okay. <laughs> It sure is. Thank you so much, Mike. You have a good day. And um, remember to keep your chin up and you call me anytime, okay? Same here, okay? Okay, Love have a good you. day. Take care, my friend. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Depression is not something that you walk out of. Thank you to Mike for helping us with his journey and sharing it with us and telling us what he does to get above the depression Uh, it's not something, it's not as easy as getting out of bed and just saying, okay, I'm changing. It takes surrounding yourself with positive people and removing people that aren't uh, helping you and your depression. And it's okay to do that. See, all my life I've thought that you've got to love family. You have to love this person. You have to do this. You have to do that. And what I'm learning is that the people that are not in my life anymore are the toxic people. If I'm not writing you or calling you as much as I used to or initiating text messages, it's because you're toxic. Or I've seen that I'm the only, it's a one-way highway with the text messaging. You know, I've had people that I text message just to say hello, and I never hear back from them. So before, I keep reaching, but now I know that, you know, I, you don't want me in your presence So I'm accepting that and I'm going the other way. You know, maybe we'll meet again sometime along the way. uh, But for right now, I, I, uh, any negativity, uh, I don't want in my life, you know, um, I'm learning how to handle it and I'm learning to teach my grandchildren, you know, how to come out of it. And, uh, we're, I'm happier, you know, and getting to love myself and not in a conceited way. I don't have an ego. Those who know me know that I don't. Uh, I just, I honestly, you know, I've even been questioned about my Instagram account. Are you as nice as the posts that you put? I like to be funny. Okay. I think that's something that I'll never, ever stop doing. It's natural. It's not made up. It's natural. Before, sometimes I'd overdo it because I was trying to impress, but I'm just a naturally funny person. And, and you know me, you know, that's the truth. And it's not funny as in making fun. Okay. It's just, it's, I just have this personality that some people think is, I say funny things. Okay. If it makes you laugh, cool. Am I doing it to make you laugh? No, it's just my personality. Okay. But if, if you're not going to answer my phone calls and you're going to wait three days to text me, then you know what? I'm going to put you on the patio because what you're telling me, and you might not be, telling me but what you're showing me with your actions is that I don't mean that much to you to answer right away and if you don't answer at all that means I need to stop texting you because you're not interested in what I have to say took a long time for me to get to that level but before I go I know this is a long podcast and but I wanted to share one more audio that I received I asked my friend Steve who also has a podcast, uh, to chime in 
on any type of depression or sadness he's had and what's caused it. So let's listen to this and then I'm going to wrap up this podcast and um, hopefully and have inspired someone, hopefully um, made you smile. Um, I know there was a little bit of sadness in here, uh, but it's okay. It's okay to cry. It's okay to uh, show your feelings without caring what other people say about you. Okay, just remember that. Hey, this is Steve from Boston, and I am glad that uh, Jewel has asked me to chime in on this episode. So with rumors, I've had some experience uh, recently and in the past. And what I usually find is people who start rumors are usually, A, jealous, B, they, they, they probably feel bad about themselves and by hurting others or belittling others makes them feel better. Uh, I, I just don't know how people can be that way. I, I've never been that way. Uh, I know people who, who have gossip about me as well. I mean, I almost got divorced once because of gossip. Uh, that w- obviously was not true. And that played out well for me in the long run. But I don't know where, where people come from or how they get that way. But again, I think it all comes back to jealousy or just not feeling good about themselves, belittling others to make themselves feel better, if you will. And, you know, that, that could have an effect on someone. Uh, I, I can certainly see if, if you're being mean to somebody or, or spread these false accusations against them, how they could fall into a depression and start feeling bad about themselves and maybe stop believing what the rumor is. But what I try and do is I just I look beyond it. I try not to get caught up with those people. I try and surround myself with positive people. Uh, like Jewel is is a very positive person, and I'm very happy that I met her. You know, I I have been through depression uh, recently, as recent as the beginning of this year. I went through some stuff. You know, therapy and medication have helped a lot. I'm just you know working to be a better person and feeling good about myself, and I think that reflects on the people who I'm surrounded by. Right. If I'm a good person, it's it's going to reflect and it's going to come back to me. So I don't know if I, I covered everything we're talking about tonight. But yeah, I just I just want to circle back and say, you know, usually if if that type of attitude is coming from someone being bullied or, um, you know, like we said, rumors or uh, just being mean, it's it's probably because they have something against themselves and. You know, it's easy to say don't take it personal, but I try not to take it personal. And nobody uh, who's in that situation should take it personal because nine times out of ten, it always comes back to that person, you know, not feeling good about themselves. I hope this helps. And thank you very much for having me on. Thank you so much, Steve, for sending that in to me. Um, Sorry to hear about what happened with rumors and stuff with you. It seems to be the new cool thing to do is to destroy relationships and destroy people and uh, not care about depressed or sad people or making them depressed or sad. 
this is the end of this podcast. Uh, I do have so much more to say, and there were so many more people that wrote in. Unfortunately, I couldn't get uh, to everyone. Podcasts that are too long uh, tend not to be listened to all the way through. But I do want to thank you. Yeah, you right now for listening all the way to the end. Uh, If you are depressed, if you are sad, I am going to be uh, putting some resources on my post on Instagram. Please follow me at Old School Jewels Podcast. Maybe to help you if you're feeling depressed or feel like it's the end for you. Always remember, you matter. It's taken a long time for me to understand that. And you have a right to speech, to say what you feel, how you want to dress, where you want to go, what you want to do. Remember that there's not going to there's not going to be kind people in this world always. Everybody's going to have something to say. Some uh, everyone's going to have an opinion, but it's it within us not to believe or let it get to us. And that's something that's not easy to realize. And it's sad that you have to get so depressed and hit rock bottom to realize that. You are a good person, you are loved, you matter, and you don't have to do what everybody else says. Okay? I love you. Okay? I don't throw those words around every day to anybody. But you right now, the person that's listening to me, I love you, you matter, and don't let anyone else, I don't care who, you don't let them tell you different. Okay? Remember, always pray. That helps me. If it doesn't help you, then try something else. Meditate, yoga, music, whatever makes you feel good, whatever you like. Do it to pull yourself out of that depression. Be at peace. God will provide. I'm going to end this podcast episode with a post that I found Okay, I'm going to link and tag her in my post on Instagram when this is ready to be listened to. And so that you can go check out her other stuff. But this is on point. I couldn't have said it better. And this is where I'm at with my life at the moment. I love you and thank you so much for listening. You are appreciated. We are shifting into a new world that is beaming with light. It is exposing all the illusions, all the fakery. The masks are falling like you have never seen before. And it is affecting every single one of our realities. You are now seeing it around the world and you have probably noticed it in your own personal reality. You are now embracing your higher self. And in doing so, you are waking up your powers, your intuition, your instincts, your senses that have always been dormant within you. Those low vibrating energies that were once part of your life, they know now that you are able to see right through them. And therefore, they are removing themselves from your life. They are avoiding you. Those low vibrations can no longer be part of your reality. And that right there is a clear indication that you're right on track with your awakening journey. From the beginning, you created those energies to be a part of your life at one point so that you can understand what you know now. The people who expected you to be what they wanted you to be are now seeing that they are no longer in control. You are now in control of yourself, of your life. And this is the hard part. 
the people that you thought embraced you for you, they are not going to like your higher self. And they are going to show you their true colors because they can no longer control what you are becoming, free of others' expectations. You are becoming a bright light that is shining on their demons. Your voice of truth will annoy them. They will literally roll their eyes on their end. This is when you come to the realization that not everyone loves you for you. They love the identity that they created for you that at one point you embraced to fit their standards. No more of that fakery in your life. Your true tribe will find you, and you'll see. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. It's over. It's over, everybody. Kicking it old school. If you liked our show, make sure you check us out and follow us on Instagram, Old School Jewel Podcast. And if you have a minute, show us some love by leaving us a review on iTunes. Thank you. You're the best. Old School Jewel.